Hey there. This is Rachel Lee. And Robin May. And this is The Problem with Perfect, the podcast for people who want to be freed from the joy-sucking, energy-taking, and judgment-clouding quest of perfectionism. We'll be sharing our own struggles and interviewing experts on how to be authentically imperfect. Because let's be real, who wants to be around someone who's perfect anyway? Together, we can transform our thinking and let go of those thoughts that say we have to be it all and have it all to be worthy. So pull up a chair and have a seat. There's always a place for you at our table. Welcome back to another episode of The Problem with Perfect. We are live from the loft. Merry Christmas, Rachel. I know. Merry Christmas and happy Christmas Eve to everybody listening today. And if you're listening to it another time, Christmas spirit year round. That's right. Right. Never gets old. Okay. So today's episode is going to be really fun because I know I've felt this way. Maybe you have too. But if you've ever felt like you don't quite fit into a crowd, Mm. you're going to like today's episodes because we're going to go over three ways of why you may feel like you don't fit in. And then we're going to tell you some practical tips about how to overcome those awkward situations where you don't feel like you fit in. Yeah. So Rachel, before we get into the nitty gritty of these reasons that we might feel like we don't fit in and what to do to overcome those situations, I'm just Mm -hmm. wondering, has there been like a situation that you can think of that you really felt like you didn't fit in? Oh, yeah. I feel like I did not fit in at all to my college ministry. College church ministry? Yeah, like church ministry. Okay, okay. So, um, because you were a naughty little girl or what? (laughs) Well, there was that, but then also. (laughs) Okay, so everybody knows if you're a Christian, you know what I'm talking about. There is like a Christian stereotype of a girl, and I am just not her. I'm not like yeah. these girls in college, they all wear the little, what are they freaking called? The like strappy sandals. You know what I'm talking about? Birkenstocks. Those hate them. No offense to anyone who wears them. Madison May. <laughs> hey, she looks but cute the, as ever. But wear the strappy things. Oh my gosh. The this is going to drive me crazy. Te- the, they're like, no, te- they're like a black rubber thick sole and then straps that go Keys. over it. And it's like you go and these girls would like hammock and they would like mm-hmm. do like, you know, all these things. And I just was not that girl at all. Never been. I couldn't be that girl. So I felt awkward. Like when I would go, I love small groups. And for a lot of small groups that I was in throughout college, I was like, I'm not, I don't feel like I really fit uh-huh. in with any of the girls here just because I wasn't like the stereotypical Christian girl. Mm-hmm. That's sad. Because of all situations where you, where I would want you to feel fit, like you fit in mm-hmm. or like that we all fit in. I'm sad for you that that didn't happen. Well, I started my own Bible study. And? Yeah. And it, like girls would just come to my house. Uh, and they got to wear girly shoes. Well, they aren't girly, but okay. it just was more of like, it all worked out how it's supposed to. So there's something, sometimes it's good not to fit in, I guess. Yeah. And I will, you will never catch me wearing those Sandals. The sandals that we don't, can't remember the name of, but, <laughs> but I know exactly what you're talking about. And again, both of my children have them. Because <laughs> they're good Christians. <laughs> well, of course they are. In case they're both listening. It's funny because Matthew wears them with socks and I was like, dude. Maybe that's like the trendy really? thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who am I to bash on someone's fashion? Okay. Yeah. I mean, apparently they work because everybody wears them. So yeah. whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to know, what about you, Robin? Oh gosh. 
So like if I'm honest, uh-huh. like this one um, is a little hard for me to talk about. Okay. Um, so I don't think we've ever talked about this on the podcast. So I met my father mm-hmm. when I was 18. Yeah. And so when I met him, like that was awkward, right? And for a lot of reasons, but so my father has eight children. Yeah. Um, so seven plus one. So you the one, I'm the one. (laughs) So like really, um, for the past 30 years, it's been like trying to feel like I fit in. Yeah. And that I have a place. Yeah. Because, you know, they've all been together their entire lives. And it's, this is not like an indictment on anyone, not on my dad and not on, on my siblings. It's just, it is what it is. It's Mm -hmm. like, I don't have the history. I didn't grow up with them. And so, yeah, just sometimes it really feels like I'm just hard. It's like you're playing catch up or something. Yeah. And like, I really do sometimes feel like I'm just on the outside looking in. Aww. Well, so. thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And not that they don't love me and I don't love them. It's just like, it's just hard. Did you know about your dad growing up or was it when you were 18, you like found out about him and met him? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he was always absent from my life. Mm-hmm. So my mom just basically told me that like, here's the deal. I, I loved your dad and you were conceived out of love, but you were also conceived out of wedlock. Mm-hmm. And, um, for whatever reason, I don't know, you know, your dad couldn't be a part of your life and that's really not mm-hmm. for me to speak into. Um, but I tell you what, when you get older, like when you're 18 and you're an adult, if you choose to want to find him, I will help you do that. Wow. And so she did, she helped me when I was 18 and we found him and yeah. Did he know about you? He, he did know about me. Yeah. I can say that he's not listening. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, it is what it is. Um, but you guys have, I mean, I know a little bit more of that Mm -hmm. story since we've talked off at podcast, Mike, and, and that relationship has grown over the years. It has, it has. And I think there's been a lot of healing over the last 30 years and a a lot of forgiveness on probably both sides. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of coming to grips with the fact that, you know, you cannot change the past, but you can change the future. Mm-hmm. That's good. So hopefully some of these tips that we're going to talk about today will help change people's future and help them to fit, fit in more. Yeah. And I think that that's important to know is just that fitting in, you're not going to always fit in. There's mm-hmm. always going to be times when you feel like you don't fit in. And it doesn't matter if you're an introvert or an extrovert. There's going to be situations where you're like, I don't belong here. And so that's a very natural part of life. But we wanted to give everybody a few tips on how to navigate that, especially now because during the holiday seasons, it can uh, be amplified of the times when you feel like you don't fit in. So the first reason why you may feel mm-hmm. like you don't fit in is that the people closest to you are in a different life phase. Mm. And so I know that this is something that's hitting me for the first time really hard now in my 20s because everybody up until this point has always been in the same sort of life phase, going through the same experiences. And now it's like this huge spectrum that like people who are even younger than me are a few steps ahead, quote unquote. Yeah you know, in, in their personal life. And it's weird. 
Yeah. And so it's when you look around and your family and your friends are kind of all over the board. Mm-hmm. And so it used to be that like you did everything with all of those people in your life. Even mm-hmm. like I think about your brother, right? Because you, you and your yeah. brother are close in age, right? Yeah. So my brother, his name is Chris and he's two years older than me. And yet I feel like he's at least 10 years older than me. Yeah. No offense, Chris, who he does listen. So shout out yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> but he's married and he's like very much climbing the corporate ladder mm-hmm. and he's moving all over the place and might start a family within the next few years. And I'm over here like chilling. Like, Hey, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, I have an older brother named Chris. Oh, I didn't even know his name was Chris. How did I not know I that? I don't know because I have so many siblings. It's hard you to do, keep him yeah. straight. Yeah. But my um, maternal brother, Chris, he is three years older than I am. Uh-huh. And it's funny that you said, because he, your brother feels like he's 10 years older than you because he does it in a different place. Uh-huh. And in some ways I very much feel that about my brother, like, because, um, this is terrible. I'm trying to count how many grandchildren he has. He has a lot, like, let's say six, I think six. I'm sorry <laughs> that I don't know that off the top of my head, Chris. Um, and so even like when we try to get together as mm-hmm. a family, it's just really hard for him to get all of his kids and all of his grandkids to a place. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and then I'm trying to get my kid home from college and mine from Kansas City. And it's just like, oh, it's so sad that just finding one or two days a year where, you know, you can be together and have shared experiences just becomes really hard. I know I've had that happen a lot in friendships where, you know, it's like they want to, some friends want to talk about their new family they just started or their husband or they're a very serious boyfriend or something like that. And I just can't relate because I'm just not there yet. I'm like, let's talk about the career. <laughs> I can talk about that, but they don't want to talk about right. that. <laughs> right. We, we both have jobs. Let's start there. Yeah. Let's talk about that. Yeah. So what do you do in that situation and that dynamic where you've always felt at home and comfortable with someone or, you know, whether it be a friend or a family, and now you feel like you're kind of on the outside looking in and, and relating to them is hard. How would you tell people to handle that situation? Yes. So the practical tip I would give mm-hmm. what I've done in all my 25 years of experience is just that as friendships and family members and life starts to change, you're in different life phases as someone else. I think that you just have to have a mindset switch, uh, you need to change your mindset because those relationships are just going to be harder. Like it's so much easier and it's just a natural flow when you're always going through the same things. But once you're going through different things, you have to be more intentional about working through your relationship and just, you know, even though you may not be able to understand, still be as excited about what they're excited about and just be willing to like lean into the phase that they're in. And I think it takes work on both ends because if somebody's going through something that I can't relate to, then it takes, they have to do the same to me and it's just harder. But if you are intentional and you really love that family member or friend to talk about those things, I think that it's just, you got to put in the work. Ah, I love that. And I have something hopeful to tell you. Okay. Uh, my best friend, like lifelong best friend, uh, we like have been besties since middle school. Mm -hmm. Right. And her life looks very different than mine. She's Mm -hmm. single Mm -hmm. and never had children Mm -hmm. and, uh, 
God love her, gets to play tennis whenever she wants and volleyball. She I goes, love that. <laughs> right. She goes to work. She, she comes home. She takes a nap whenever she wants. And so I can say over the, the last 24 years of like me being a, a mother mm-hmm. and, her, and her not, like it would have been really easy for us to like go our separate ways and not be as connected. And so uh, I'm very, very thankful that she was intentional and willing to listen to those conversations that she's like, I don't want to hear about your crying baby one more night, but here we are. Right. And, um, and and, I was going to say, you know, I love hearing about her exciting dating life and Mm -hmm. tennis matches and things like that. But I think it can be done, but it is work because sometimes there is the feeling like we're two ships passing in the night. And so we have to make a a point of connection so it can be done. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate that. I think that that's really hopeful, especially after last week's episode. (laughs) Feeling like friendships are doomed. There is hope. I think it just is like, if you love that person, you got to put in the work, especially as life changes. Yep. And like we said last week, people come into your life for a reason, a season or a Mm -hmm. lifetime. Mm -hmm. And as sad as it is, few people come into your life for a lifetime. Yeah. So, okay. Well, I want to know what your tip is. I think that it's good to look at other people's lives and where they're at and just be thankful for them and to be happy for them. Mm. And that's easily said, but not always easily accomplished because sometimes you're like, oh, I'm sick of, oh my gosh, you know, whatever you fill in the blank, right? I'm sick of your boyfriend. I'm sick of your husband. I'm sick of your kids. Uh I'm sick of your job because your job is so much more important than my job. Right. Um, And so just being able to look at wherever that person that you love and say, gosh, they're, we're in different places, but I'm so happy for them. And I really am going to be thankful for them and, and that spot in their life that they're at and approach that. Like I can either choose to be upset and bitter right? Mm-hmm. That I don't quite feel like we fit together like we used to, and I may not fit in, or I can be really happy that life is evolving for both of us. And that, uh, again, we're going to, we're going to still love each other. It just might look different. So just yeah. being happy for the evolution of self for the people that I love. I feel like that really hits me because I know that that's, something that's easy to do is just go toward that bitterness of like, Oh, our friendship's changing. And Mm -hmm. isn't this so sad, but, um, just being excited for the other person and what's going on in their life and choosing to look at it from a place of gratitude instead of bitterness. Cause it is easy to slip into the other mindset. It is. It is again, cause you somehow sort of you, we always are the ones feeling like we don't fit in. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it feels personal, but it probably feels personal to the other parties involved as well. But Mm -hmm. I get what you're saying. I think that's good. Okay. So Robin, what's the second Mm -hmm. reason that maybe you feel like Mm. you don't fit in and what should we do about it? Okay. So I don't think I'm alone in saying this, but sometimes I think I feel like I don't fit in because I'm constantly just focused and worried about what other people are thinking about me. I'm attacked. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel naked? And exposed. I hate how much I've realized lately Mm -hmm. about how much opinions matter to me. Yeah. It's very frustrating because it's become very apparent in my life. Really? Not just uh, on the podcast or like in every facet of your life? How are you figuring that out, Yeah, I'm a people pleaser. Mm. 
I'm just realizing it, like how much other people's opinions have affected me or like if I do something that maybe somebody who's close to me in my life doesn't approve of how much that just tears me up. Like I'm really, truly so upset by it. Yeah. And so in the midst of that, um, do you find that you lose sense of who you are and what you want? Yeah, honestly, I'm not very good at this one. So I'm just going to say that to our listeners right there. But I think what I have to remind myself when I'm like, I'm so upset because my, you know, somebody's upset with me over my choices um, that I don't want to live someone else's life. And I don't want to make my life decisions just based on if people will be happy with me or not. Mm -hmm. It has to be something that I want for myself and like, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm not going to get it right. And, but I need to figure things out for myself. I don't want to be living someone else's life just so I can have people happy with me. Right. Right. And their, their idea of what is right and looks right could evolve too. And so you're kind of chasing a moving target, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're never going to be able to make everybody happy, right. even though that's what I want to do and get disappointed <laughs> when that doesn't happen. Right. So we can't be all things to all people at all times. I know that that's something that I'm working on, but I'm wondering, Robin, in all of your experience, if you have a better tip <laughs> <Right>. than me. <laughs> so here I am in all my experience and I still struggle with it. Yeah. So that's the bad news. The good news I think is that in my head, I do know some strategies to to remind myself that are helpful with this. Mm -hmm. Um, number one is I think that we as women, um, worry about what other women think, mm -hmm. right? Because we know as women that, mm -hmm. that other women are catty yep, and insensitive. It's funny because like when my husband and I are getting ready to go out, like for a night or to somewhere like where our friends will all be. Yeah. You know, he, he thinks in his head that I'm like trying to gussy all up for the men in the room. You're like, no, I have told him for years, like this is not for any man. This yeah. is because the women will be looking to see if these shoes are the right, or if oh, I have yeah. the jewelry or if my makeup, or if this is too tight or if this is bulging in places where it isn't. So, mm -hmm. so, um, I think I, when I think of, of that situation, I have to like, instead of pointing the finger at somebody like you're making me feel like I don't belong because I know you're judging me as mm. I have to realize that that is like an indictment on myself because that comes from a place of kind of guilt because mm. I do that to other women. Mm -hmm. So it's shameful to admit, but just realizing that um, we as women need to be kinder to one another. Yeah. We're super judgy. We are. We're critical of other people. And you and I have admitted this as perfectionists, that mm. that was one of the telltale signs of perfectionism is that we find ourselves being critical, not just of ourselves and of others. So all of that to say, I think one tip for overcoming that is to stop comparing, right? Mm -hmm. The second thing I would say is, um, and my mom always said this, like you wouldn't be worried so much about what other people think if you realize they're too busy worrying about themselves to be worried about you. Yeah. I think that's so true. Like people in general are very self-absorbed, like me included, you know, mm -hmm. always thinking about what others are thinking about me. And, and so I like what your mom had to say about that because it is so true. People are just mostly concerned with themselves. They will stop and judge you for a little bit, but right. they're not going to remember. Well, and the reason that they're judging you is just to make them feel better about themselves. Mm -hmm. Right. Us included. Right. Yeah. It's a constant like, well, if we can just 
look or feel better than the person next to us, which also like kind of breaks my heart a little bit because if we were more welcoming and really tried to make an effort to make other people not feel like they were on the outside looking in, Mm. we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. I think in the situations where I know I've been judgy Mm -hmm. or in a conversation with other women where we're being judgy, which happens probably more than I'd like to admit, um, one thing that I think would be good for me to try and practice is when somebody or when I throw out a comment about another woman or something that's a little judgmental to try and counteract that with like, you know, she's doing this or she's doing the best she can, like some sort of compliment. Like, I feel like if you're in a group of women and you, somebody starts kind of gossiping mm-hmm. or being judgmental, right. I think one, you could be like, Hey, like, let's not talk about that or whatever. That's always an option. Yeah. But if that's a little scary for you, another step you could do mm-hmm. is just be like, give some sort of compliment to derail whatever conversation is happening. Yeah. I like setup. that. And I think that we can start a revolution, right? Yes. At least in our circles. So like the people in the conversations that we have, like if we can be intentional about not dissing other women to building them up, which is what I hear you saying. Let's yeah. compliment people and build each other up. And I know for my close girlfriends who I do this with, I can just be like, I'm trying not to be judgy. Right. <laughs> Let's stop talking about this because I can't control my mouth. <laughs> right. Well, okay. And and just think about New Year's uh, resolutions. Like, yeah, it's a good time to say, hey, I made a, I've made a resolution that I am not going to I'm most judgmental about people's lifestyles that are different than mine or like if I've been raised a certain way Mm. because I'm like raised very independent, like you should be able to go out and do everything on your own. So I can be kind of judgmental toward people who like are not like that. Yeah. It's funny. Do you know what one word I heard you say right there? What? Should. I know. Right? Uh, Anytime we're shitting on other people or ourselves, (laughs) that feels like, you know what? Okay, so now we've all learned that I am a judgmental person. (laughs) Well, we're working on it. We're both working on it. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the third reason that uh, you might feel out of place. So it may be because you need a wing woman or a wing man. Mm, I like that. Yeah. I have particularly like that because all my life I've heard the Batman and Robin jokes. Oh, that's probably so annoying. So annoying. Yeah. Robin laid an egg. That That is not funny. I don't know who, who thinks that's funny. But anyway. So, <laughs> so no one comment. Right. No one say that about uh, But I guess it's fitting in this situation because Batman had, you know, wingman and his wingman was Robin. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, I think that we can all benefit from, from having a wingman. And, and I see this like kind of along a spectrum like some people really kind of need it mm-hmm. other people can benefit from it so like if you're an introvert and the idea of getting yourself off the couch you know to go to that new year's eve party where it's going to be uncomfortable and you're going you know you're going to feel like you don't fit in yeah right mm-hmm. just because of your shy and reserved personality um then man it's really important to find your Robin, to find your wingman. And I think for like these family events or things like that, we talk about, we're still sort of in the holiday season. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's appropriate to sometimes invite a friend if, if that's okay, you know, ask the host or whatever ahead of time. But even that could be uh, something to make it a little less awkward. Absolutely. I know like my kids, sometimes if it's a big family gathering, like they go together, Mm -hmm. right? 
Yeah. Because like, at least we'll stick together and have each other to talk to if, you know, all else fails. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. So I was thinking about this whole idea of needing a wingman. And I was thinking for the most part, like, I'm pretty good without one mm-hmm. for the most part. But then I was like, okay, think about a situation like that even someone... I don't know. I'm going to call myself older, not old, older. Like I don't, I don't mind like those intimidating situations, but Mm -hmm. there is one situation surprisingly that does intimidate me. Okay. Which one? So let's just say that I'm in a a town for a weekend or for a visit and I want to go to a gym. Mm -hmm. So I teach classes at my gym, Mm -hmm. multiple classes, several times a week. So you think. Yeah. That sounds like your safe area. Right. Navigate that easily. That's my jam. Right. Yeah. And inevitably I like get all sweaty and I don't know where to put my bag (laughs) and I don't know where their equipment is. And I don't know if the instructor is going to be good, me being judgy. Um, I don't know. Good to know I'm not the only judgmental one. (laughs) Yes. Uh, And so I think about like those situations, like I would love, love, love to have someone be my wingman babe. Yeah. I was like, Hey, you're in town. I'll, I'll go to the gym with you. Yeah. I'll show you around. My friend Denise, when, when I was in Colorado this summer, um, she was like, Oh, what do you think about working out the, out at the Red Rocks? Oh, wow. So the, yeah, the theater, the amphitheater. And I was like, what people work out there? Oh yeah. 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 Right. But she totally took me, showed me the ropes and then kind of said, okay, you do your thing. I'll do my thing. And we'll meet up, you know, when we're done. And I was like, oh, thank you. Because I was intimidated Yeah, just because it was different and I didn't know. But what that does do is also gives me um, insight and it gives me grace when I see new people coming to the gym and into my class, it's like easy to remember, ah, this, this is hard to do, mm-hmm. hard to put yourself out there. Yeah. And so I think what I'm trying to say sometimes is I think it's good for us to push ourselves, take a wingman if you can't, but learn from that situation. And then when you see other people struggling with your struggle, mm-hmm. um, hopefully it will help us extend grace to them. I think that's so true. It's like a give and take situation. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The flow of it all. You mm-hmm. give and you take. Yep. So just to recap, three reasons why you may feel like you don't fit in. Um, different phases of life. You're a people pleaser. And maybe you're just isolated and you need a wing woman. So we hope that this was helpful for you all. And we gave you some practical tips as you navigate the new year with lots of parties and um, fun events that you may be attending. We want to know how you navigate the awkward situations in life when maybe you feel like you don't quite fit in. Yeah. And we hope that you do fit in. And we are always appreciative that you'll always fit in with us. Hey, friend. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're honored that you're sharing your day with us. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That way you get a notification when new episodes are released. And hey, we'd love for you to share this podcast with your friends and family. So make sure you do that. And remember, whatever you're going through, there's always enough grace for you today. So be sure to give it to yourself.